I've become so clear on what I want in my life and I don't look to fill the space. It's, I think the most beautiful thing we can give ourselves is space. Hello, and welcome to Enough, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Leto. This show is a mashup of inspiration and exploration around what gets in the way of us feeling good enough. If you're a leader whose life looks shiny and together from the outside, but inside your inner critic assures you that you are one hot mess, this podcast is for you. It's time to own your worth quirks, foibles, imperfections, and all. Welcome to Enough. I've been thinking a lot about how we can use the wake-up call of the pandemic to quit doing so much especially the things we've agreed to because our boundaries have been flabby or we've been stuck in good girl or nice guy conditioning. Today's short, radically practical conversation is about how we can use this pivotal moment in time as an opportunity not to slip back into those sucky old habits. Our guide is my girl crush, Christina Glickman, a mom of four beautiful kids, who's also a TEDx speaker, a best-selling author, and a new puppy owner of the ridiculously cute Humphrey. When I ask Christina about what she wants these days, here's what she says. I don't want the badge of busyness anymore. I come from a hustle culture, thinking that Um, In order for me to show value that you need to think I work 24 hours a day and I am saving the world. And if, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not, you know, participating at that gold star level. She's come to realize that by adhering to some key principles that she shares with us in this episode, Lucky Us, she's been able to step out of the hustle, the overwhelm and her good girl conditioning. Because I feel so liberated now that I don't need to show up for you. I show up for me. There's no pressure for me to be anyone else but me. And now I understand that sounds simple and it's hard, but if you put into practice every single day and you continue to ask yourself what your true north is, I will get back to that moment every time. In this episode, you will learn how to worry less what people think about you. You'll learn Christina's ick test, a highly effective way to say no without feeling like a jerkwad. And you'll learn her brilliant Sunday technique for creating more spaciousness in your diary. Okay, so we're going to cannonball right in by Christina explaining what she means by reclaiming ourselves in the cluster suck of the pandemic. Ready? Let's dive in. By reclaiming, specifically to the moment in time we are in, in a pandemic, the reclaiming is not about a job. You know, if it were only that simple, the reclaiming here is the parts of us that we all lost and everybody lost something different in this pandemic. And so the reclaiming here is maybe you need to identify again as a mother. Maybe that was taken away from you a little bit because you are now forced to do, you know, 10 different jobs. Maybe you need to reclaim this new moment in time that you are no longer a businesswoman because you can't work anymore because you had to e-learn your ki- with your kids. 
Maybe you need to uh, reclaim anything in your world of value that was lost. And it doesn't have to necessarily be in a pandemic, but that's where we're at right now. And so everybody has had a new rebirth, a new awakening. And my hope is that we get to reclaim the things that we lost that were important to us, but then forge a new path, right? Because a lot of the things, if we look at it, I don't want it back. I want to reclaim the good things, but I'd like to leave those other things in the past, whatever those might be for you. So therefore, I think the definition of reclaiming is different now. Because usually when we say reclaim, it's like exactly what I lost before. I want to get that again. I actually don't want to get that again. But I want to dissect what parts of me that I lost that I would like to make a little bit better or repackage. And again, we all lost something different. And I think our common ground is that we've experienced this swell of loss together. And there is not a, you know, comparative or duality nature to it. But I think the awareness that we need to take a look at where we are today and reclaim some of these things will only help us as we move forward. I love that you say that. One of the things that I'm present to as you talk about this is not just things or decluttering, although that's also been part of it, but it's also starting to get rid of old ways of being like old ways of showing up in the world, old thought patterns, old belief systems, this time to really sit and steep in our murky feelings in all the feels that we felt during this pandemic has led me and so many of the powerful women who I coach as well to say, I want something different. I don't want to feel exhausted all the time. I don't want to push myself this. It's actually quite nice to have a little bit more white space in my diary you know, whatever, even if it's filled with chores, but you know, that I get to decide what I'm doing in those times. And that's not everybody's experience. I realize that, as you said, two to 3 million women have lost their jobs. And, you know, the CNBC research shows that came out recently that, you know, well over 50% of American women are identifying with feeling burnt out at the moment. So these statistics are real. However, something is jiggling loose in this time that we've had to reflect, because most of the time, unless you take a sabbatical or a soulbatical, like our friend Shelly Paxton talks about, or unless you're on maternity leave, or unless you've been made redundant, there's not usually this much reflection time. And I think that if ultimately you can have the mindset that there are opportunities in this time, and, and how can I do this so I can become a better version of myself? I think that's where the magic happens because instead of what did this you know pandemic do to me, you know what can it do for me? And understanding there is dramatic loss and traumatic situations that have happened, but instead being able to look at everything from stolen moments you might not have had with your family or you know treasured time with your kids to the ability and privilege to um, reimagine what you can become in this new not normal. Those are all that's a privilege. And it's a luxury that if you can take the time to do it, we should. And otherwise we're letting this moment in time really tell us how we should be either victims of it or sit in it when instead, wow, 
this is probably the, you know, powerful pause most of us needed. And it broke up in, you know, humanity in such a way that isn't so beautiful, but there's other parts that are. And I'm going to choose to see the beauty part so that I can actually just have hope and keep going. So you've recently done a TEDx talk. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Very excited. I can't wait for that to land. And you were talking in this TED talk about women needing constant reminding that they can change. They can continue to go for it. Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Well, I can really speak to the fact that it's really because in the past couple of years, I had um, such a wonderful opportunity to meet with so many women that felt like they were itching to do a little bit more in their life. They weren't, they weren't really sure, which seemed very common. I think, um, you know, I'm 48 years old and it feels like something that a lot of women begin a new chapter and they're not sure where to go with it. And almost as if we need that whisper, that tap on the shoulder, that nudge that, Hey, you know what? You can do whatever you want to do. And I'm not talking about like, go save the world, you know, write 10 books, you know, be the next president. I'm just talking about how do you audit your day so that you have joy in it, that you get up and you go to bed at night. And instead of saying, what did I do? And check off that productive list. It's more of how do I feel? Do I feel like I've had a successful day because the people I know love them? Do I feel like I was, you know, a successful part of the community in some way? And that's all for any person to decide amongst themselves. I don't tell you what that might be. And as a society, we seem to have a checklist of it. So therefore, a lot of times women feel stuck. Like, I don't know what to do next because we want to identify it with a badge or a title. Or, you know, I joke around, if I were only a dentist, my life would be a lot easier because I would know what I'm supposed to do. Go to dental school, (laughs) very clear. I don't know what I do. I do so many things. And women can be so many ands. And humans can be so many ands. But I think for me, the message that I keep hearing at, at, at least within my community of people right now, is that we want to play back to each other. You can do this too. You can do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. You have the agency to choose. That is a generic statement over time that we've heard over and over. And if you are a parent, you tell your children that. But do we do it for ourselves? Do we really say, no, you get to do that. Do you want to make socks? Go make socks. Do you want, it's all available to us, but sometimes we need someone else. And the biggest message I think in, in my TEDx talk was that how do we do these things together? History has shown us the power of women coming together more than ever is when real change happens. And so we're not meant to do it alone. We've heard this millions of times, but when we actually walk in the heels of that, that's when we see things happen. And so for me, it is just this constant reminder. And, you know, you can say whatever you want, being a champion, doing all the things, but history has shown us that works. What's your experience with getting off the, the treadmill of shooting and perhaps growing up with these expectations and how you pushed the big red stop button and said, I now choose to seek joy instead of gold stars. How did you do that? Well, I will tell you very intentional. And I've worked on that in the past few years because number one, I don't want the badge of busyness anymore. I come from a hustle culture thinking that um, in order for me to show value that you need to think I work 24 hours a day and I am saving the world. And if, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not you know, participating at that gold star level. And what 
I've really come to realize is a few things is that um, I have choice over where I spend my time in my day. And I no longer actually care what other people think in the sense of I get to decide what's important to me. And if I always go back to what is important to me, that's going to guide me, right? So number one for me will always be the people that I love are safe and they're loved by me. And if that, that is the case, I have no fear of failing on a podcast, not, not, not going to a meeting, being the smartest one. All of that comes down to me at a basis of confidence because I feel so liberated now that I don't need to show up for you. I show up for me. There's no pressure for me to be anyone else but me. And now I understand that sounds simple and it's hard, but if you put into practice every single day and you continue to ask yourself what your true north is, I will get back to that moment every time. So if I'm going to attend something and I don't feel prepared, and so I'm not feeling comfortable because I think I'm like, are they going to really see me? And if they really see me, will they not like me? Right. Because, but then I think, no, because I'm showing up with pure intention and pure heart of who I am. You can't take me down because I'm not trying to be something I'm not. Whereas I spent years in that fake it to make it culture years of, I want to show up to the table to be the smartest. Now I love to show up and say, oh, I don't know. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, I've never done that before. Share with me. There, there, I have no fear because I know at the end of the day, the people that matter will still love me. So, you know, again, I've done a book and it's all fun and games until the book is in other people's hands. And then you're going to get comments. Right. But then I kept saying, here's what, guess what? At the end of the day, friends and family will buy it. They'll tell me they loved it because they have to, but no, nobody else is thinking about me. No one cares about me. Their lives will move on. And even if it was the worst thing they've ever heard, read, who cares? Nothing. It's, there's nothing that is quite as important to me as the people I love. So other than that, that gives me ultimate freedom to pursue anything. So because the failure and the consequence to that action isn't anything I can't handle. I can handle it. What? I feel bad about myself. I'm embarrassed. I'm, you know, to me, at this stage in life, um, after experiencing a lot of loss and death, and it's not that big of a deal. And holding weight to that is, is again, so suffocating and exhausting. Whereas instead, if I can get up every day, understand that my intention is to uh, feel joy for myself and the people I love, that just guides me. And I think it takes practice. I don't think you just wake up and you're that way because life is messy. So what happens when you're behind and you're stressed and you've got all these things? It's like, take a beat, just take a beat because I don't, I don't want to end up at the end of the road and say, what was I doing? I know that when I lay my head down at night, I'm leading the life I want to lead. And by that, I don't mean successful and amazing. I mean, it's on my terms. It's what I want to do. And I spent years, years performing, being the good girl, doing all the things I should be doing, but I never, ever felt the way I feel today, which is fully whole and that there is no space that I don't belong in. And that's only because I reclaimed myself. Hey everyone, I'm Monique DeBose from the previous episode. What Christina Glickman is talking about here is the freedom on the other side of owning all the parts of ourselves. Like she says, you can't take me down because I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. It's so powerful. I really relate to her message of getting clear on what you want, on what really matters to you, and then consciously living from that awareness. 
I call it stepping into your sovereign woman. Episode 15 is all about this shift from the good girl to the sovereign woman. Join us and listen if you haven't already. And please check out my new album, You Are the Sovereign One. Okay, let's get back to Christina. So for someone who is fist pumping the air right now saying, heck yes to what you're saying, and they don't know how to do that because it sounds so straightforward and so logical what you've just said. Can you take us into the mess of where you were still performing yeah. and hustling, but you were you knew intuitively that something needed to change? Take us there. Start simple, which is get very clear on what your priorities are or your values, whatever you want to call them. Get very clear. What at the end, and you could do a little brain dump. What at the end of the day makes you feel like a you know successful human person feeling? I don't really mean a checklist of like, you know, I'm gonna launch a whatever. I really mean by is it that like so I'll take you through mine. Mine is that every day my family, my four children and my husband understand that when I look at them, they are the most special people in my world. That's for me, uh, that's a non-negotiable. I want you to understand that. That doesn't mean I do that every day, right? Some days I'm not so good at it. So the next day I'm like, oh, look at me in the eyes. You're important to me. Sorry, I sucked yesterday. But that's it's. I know that to be true. So number one, get clear on what is important to you. Because I'll tell you what, if you audit your day, you'll find what's important to you. Do you work 12 hours, but work isn't what you actually want to end your life with, well, then you should probably do a little balancing because it's not going to lie to you, right? It's going to point out to you where your priorities lie and there's no right or wrong. But if that's out of alignment, start slow and figure out. The second thing is figure out where you get your energy from. Who do you surround yourself with? Or maybe it's just yourself. Maybe you actually need more positive energy in your life. Maybe you need to get rid of the toxic energy. And ask yourself, because again, this reawakening in a pandemic allows us to decide, maybe I don't need all those people in my life. Maybe I don't need to be giving them their time. Because I'll tell you something I learned in the pandemic. I will not give you my love if you don't deserve it. I will not say yes to a coffee if you're not filling my cup too. Christina, the good girl, say yes to everybody. I'm so nice. Let me help you. I don't do that anymore. Guess what that does? That frees space. We all need space that free space for you to do what makes you come alive. Is it creating? Is it gardening? Is it writing love letters? Whatever it might be. So if you're clear on what you want to identify as these are my values, if I surround myself in environments that give me the right kind of energy, it gives me more time in my day. And I think those things are things to think about. Maybe try to do one. It doesn't just happen. Like I said, this has been a year's journeys for me of, of doing it. And now what I've realized is, you know, every Sunday I look at my calendar and think, what do I get to get rid of? What do I get to get rid of? And and I know if it gives me an ick feeling or I don't want to do it, I no longer say yes. Even if I know it's a good business opportunity, it's a good networking thing, whatever it is, if I don't fully feel I want to do it, I don't do it anymore. And that, that takes work. That's not easy. It's not easy to say no to a dinner party. Forget we have COVID because you think you should and you've been with these people. And that's not the right energy for me. So if I don't protect that energy, I'm kind of screwed. Does that help? That helps immensely. And 
just because we have space, it also doesn't mean that we have energetic capacity. And that doesn't mean that you have to be knackered in order to say, no, I love what you just said about the ick test. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what that means for you? Yeah, it, that's a guiding principle for me, that very fancy word of the ick test, which is, you know, you look at your calendar and you're like, oh, I just got to get through Thursday. Like I got to get through that. And listen, I understand we all have to work. We have to do things. I, I, I'm not a fool here, but in general, I have been known to schedule things because I don't want to say no, I want to be nice, or I want to do this. And now um, if I get that, oh, I don't want to go, even if it's as silly as like, I don't want to find parking because that's like really difficult in the city and that whole thing, then I got to get ready and I got to shower and I got to be cute for you. Whatever it might be, I say no now and I take it away because you know, when you wake up and you're excited, like I knew today I was going to talk to you, that fuels my soul. That's what I'm doing, right? We're talking because I adore you. So it makes me feel like I come alive. I will not participate in things that I have the choice in that don't make me feel like this because I'm not going to chase that energy anymore. I'm only chasing energy that fuels me. Okay, so the ick test, totally brill. Still, some things can end up slipping through the net if there's a lot of time between the ask and the actual event, dinner party, book signing, cutlery drawer cleaning, party, whatever it is that you've been invited to that you're not sure if you really want to go. So the ick test can be super useful, but I'm going to layer on another tool in case you're prone to over-yesing for things farther out in your diary. It's something I learned from Tim Ferriss, and I call it the no sevens rule. I can't remember what he called it. So plot out a one to 10 scale. One is I would rather eat cold, dirty worms than do that thing. And 10 is jazz hands, jazz hands. I can't wait to go. Most things will fall at a seven, which is how they end up parked in our diary on a Thursday afternoon. And then we end up face palming and having ragey thoughts, thinking, why the heck did I agree to do that thing? Grr. So put the seven aside. If the thing turns out to be an eight or above, well, 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 then it's worth a contemplation, right? This could be an exciting thing to look forward to that will bring me joy. If it's a six or less, be ruthless. You know what to do. I hope that works beautifully in alignment with the ick test to give you more white space in your life. And it's not always easy to do this stuff. Cut yourself some slack. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So it's not easy to just change overnight, but now I'm getting really good at it. And I think there's a lot of anxiety that comes when we don't make a decision on something. So it's a lot easier to be able to say, if you know in the upfront, you've been invited to something that you kind of don't want to go, shut it down then. The back, the forth, the worry that I've become so clear on what I want in my life. And I don't look to fill the space. It's, I think the most beautiful thing we can give ourselves is space. Agreed. To see what we can, what otherwise we will always be full data. We have so much to do that. There's no um, competition here. No one's busier than anybody else. Right. I don't want to prescribe to that way of living. I also don't, you know, usually when you talk to a friend or something, your initial reaction is to say all the things that are going on. Right. And it's almost like a laundry list of like how busy I am. And it's like, I don't want any of that anymore. Right. And that takes work. I have 
One final question as we start to wrap this up for people who find it hard to say no. And I know this is like the real Velcro part of some of this good girl conditioning. Like, I don't want to make it awkward. I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to upset someone or disappoint someone. Can you take us behind the curtain in your life of how you say no to something? Yes. Yes. Okay. So number one, the courage I get to say no to something is what I play in my head all the time. I want to honor the commitment to myself first. That's going to help me overcome feeling bad about saying no. I've learned a couple of things. One, I used to be a big explainer. I'm going to tell you 10 reasons why I can't make something and give you every detail so that you know I'm being honest, right? I no longer do that. And I do a very simple statement. You know, I'm sorry, I can't make it. You know, have a great time. I won't be able to attend. I don't make up an excuse or a lie, or I get the sentence in my head that won't make me feel that I have to tell you more, right? I'm sorry, I can't make it. That's very simple. But especially, I think that we look to explain why. And I'm going to give you 10 reasons why. Instead, you know, I did it last night. I, there was an event and there wasn't a reason I couldn't go. I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay home and I wanted to watch TV with my kids and I wanted to eat ice cream. I didn't want to go. I didn't cancel, but I said, I'm sorry, I can't attend. I ask every guest at the end of an episode to lay a brick of wisdom for somebody who's listening, who's on this path and you would like to leave. It could be a word. It could be a quote. It could be some pearls of wisdom, something succinct that just, you just want to leave with them in this moment. What would you say? So again, because I'm a good girl, I'm going to tell you what's on my heart in the moment right now. And for me, it's that, um, I trust myself and I trust the universe and they're both going to show up. And if I believe that good things are going to happen for me. Thank you for playing with us. That was super fun. (laughs) Where can people hang out with you? Um, you can hang out with me on Instagram because that's where I do a lot of my communicating. And, you know, for now, that's usually the best place to find me. And I've got a community and all the good things, but you can find me there. Plus your absolutely adorable dog. Plus my absolutely adorable dog, because who doesn't need a puppy when you already have four kids? Like, let's absolutely. do it. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. I hope that you are fired up and excited to live life on your own terms with some of the tips that Christina has shared. It is time to step out of those habits that you know no longer serve you and to set tighter boundaries to protect your time and energy. As she said, it gets easier the more you do it. So start small. And I'm going to invite you to share this episode with a friend that you might check in on each other during your journey and see how you're both getting on. So who do you know who would like to have tighter boundaries, who would like to step into living a life on their own terms and how you can use this pandemic and make something good of it. Use it as a watershed, use it as a catalyst. I would love it if you would share it with that person who pops into mind and discuss it use this practically. That's the whole point of this podcast is not just ear candy. It's doing something with it. So thank you for that. Next week, we're talking about motherhood and why we don't feel good enough as mothers and the ways that we ruminate on all of our inadequacies. Where does that come from and what can we do about it? 
because enough is enough. I have Dr. Sophie Brock in the house and we geek out a little bit, but don't worry, it's practical as well. And here's a tiny little wee tidbit of what you can expect. When you say things to yourself like, I am not a good enough mom. I'm not doing a good enough job. Good enough according to whom? Good enough according to what? Thank you so much for your support of Enough the Podcast. This is Mandy Leto signing out. Until more goodies come your way next week. Thanks for being here.